I'm Jay. I'm Adrian. And together we are the, the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you. I think I just peed. Buckle up. We're back in the closet. Oh, welcome. Welcome to episode number 127 of Back in the Closet with the Two Crazy Cat Ladies. What's we were up? just talking about how we are ready for the cold I'm, weather. I'm ready. I'm ready for some sweaters. I'm, re I'm ready to put on some flannels, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but by mm. cold weather, we do live in Las Vegas, so uh, cold weather is when it gets to the 60s. Yeah, that's um, super chilly. Which we have a few months before Gotta we get there. Gotta put your socks on, man. Yeah, we, we have mm. a few months before we get there. But thank you guys so much for joining us for this episode. Um, it's just me and Adrian today, so... Jay Kennedy and Adrian Lefebvre are our star guests. Uh, if you guys miss, if you guys miss <laughs> <That's> the, <hilarious. laughs> if you guys miss the uh, the episode that we did our podcast last week, we interviewed the legendary, the youngest entrepreneur in the pet industry, um, fifteen year old Ava Dorsey. If you missed that, go back and listen to it. It's absolutely amazing. Um, she is so inspiring and insightful, and she has some uh, words of wisdom for us, too. Um, so do go back and watch that. But since that episode... Ava's Pet Palace. Ava's go check Pet it out. Palace. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But what a rock star. Since that episode, there have been a few events happening in our lives. Some events. Uh, that have happened in our lives. Um, did these events unexpected happen? events. Yeah. Uh, that it's, it's really interesting when you I, live in a household... Of, I mean, we all have events that unexpected events that happen, right? Lots of events happen to lots of people, lots, lots of the time. That's, I think that's, that's such good. What happens for lots of people every day are events. Lots of events. Lots. I think though that we've had a couple stand-up. I want to, yeah, we are gonna. Some of you guys may already know about the scorpion. Some of you guys may already know about the house fire. But I want to talk about some of the more demure events first. Okay. Uh, and I think that what I, here's something that's really exciting. And we've, we've been talking about this in the brief moments of conversation that we've been able to sneak in uh, over the past busy, week. busy, day, busy really days. busy days. But it's, it's um, very interesting to see how our cats have handled. Yes, this is or it were reacted or responded to uh, these specific events. So we want to kind of bring it together, share with you guys some of the stuff that's going on, but then also talk about Cats, of course. Go uh, for the two crazy yeah. cat ladies. Last night's uh, Q and A with the incredible Dr. Katie Woodley really got us thinking about this topic because she was saying how many of her clients are dealing with issues over and over again, or any any number of issues, and just how much we humans um, really need to pay attention to how humans, weren't you? No, I was going to say fallible. I, I don't know where that word was coming from, but it didn't feel right to say out loud, but. Now I have because Jay thought I was going to say a bad word. Well, then when you started to say fallible, which I don't know if that's a word, but you're it's, the word Smith, so it probably is. I thought you were going to say phallic. <laughs> totally different things. To both I real mean, they sound the same. Both real words, totally different. <laughs> we're going to go consult Webster's Dictionary after this podcast. However, um, Dr. Katie Woodley was really talking about how much everything, anything was going on in our lives does affect our cats, whether we realize it or we don't realize it. And I think in any household, right, with the humans, you have to be a little more considerate because they're going to verbalize when 
you're doing things that are making them feel stressed or you're doing things that are making them feel afraid or you're doing things that are making them feel super uncomfortable in their own space. Have you ever been in one of those situations where the person you're living with is like all of a sudden not talking to you and it feels like there's nowhere you can go in your own home to feel comfortable, right? That was Tuesday. <laughs> that was Tuesday. <laughs> True, right? There's nowhere you can go. It's an awful feeling. And I think how many times our cats have gone through that when we didn't even re realize it, right? Because they're picking up on something that's going on that we're so up here in this the human element that mm -hmm. we're not even realizing how much we're impacting our cats. So but our cats are so much more energetic. They're so much in so much more in tune to energy than we are. Like we yes. Some of us are very in tune with energy. Some of us are just of other people's energy, right? Sponges. Um, some of us are, are super sponges. Some of us are completely um, oblivious. Yes, completely oblivious to to the energy that's going on around you, to how it's affecting you. Sometimes it is still affecting us if you if we're allowing that energy around us, but we don't necessarily correlate it. But our cats are so much more evolved than we are. I want to say they are way more evolved than we are as humans. And when there's something going on, you don't have to say a word. You don't have to act a certain way. Um, you don't have to scream. You don't have to cry. You don't have to, you, you don't have to do anything. And your cats know, right? Just like and they I, know, and this is scientifically proven, they know when you're sick. Yep. They know what they need to do to try to help you be sick. You don't have to go help and tell you heal them. from being sick. I mean, help you heal. <laughs> <laughs> they know how to make you sick. No, but they know how to, they know how to um, uh, help you heal. And that's science, right? Um, and, and you don't have to tell them that you're sick. Not a word. And I think it's, it goes back to the more we can understand cats as a species, the more we can better incorporate them into a healthy life with us because cats evolved to communicate with body language. They evolved to, you know, they meow only to communicate with their humans. It's like their vocalizations amongst each other. Our Cat Behavior Alliance just had a great live on cat vocalizations and what they mean and when you should be concerned and when you should, amazing. But when we understand that cats are little predators, I remember when Dr. Marcy Kosky, the first time we were going through stuff with Pooh Bear and she blew our minds with, wow. We looked at the whole situation we were dealing with a cat that was being aggressive, a cat that was peeing in places, loved to poop in front of our front door. He was in good health. He has an autoimmune disease. I was going to say, this is all one cat. All one cat. <laughs> he was in good health. He has an autoimmune disease, but that wasn't affecting necessarily uh, those issues, the aggression and the um, pooping outside, peeing Going outside, outside the box. Right. But it was our first real for like exploration into what he's going through. And she really blew our minds with um, under, better understanding what's going on with him and how cats are little predators, but they're also prey. Like, the, yeah, they're little hunters and that's what we know about them, but they're also prey, which makes them super vulnerable all the time. Mm -hmm. And if they're in a situation where they're feeling fearful or where they have um, experienced some sort of insecurity, you know, that it, it can be really hard to work through that. And so, yeah. And those of us with uh, those of us with uh, multiple cats, you'll see that each one is, is a bit different, right? So cats are stoic. We know that cats are, because cats are stoic, they tend to mask their pain, which is why, you know, kidney disease is the, one of the top killers of our kitties is because we as pet parents are not taking them to the vet and getting this checked out and being proactive about these things. 
until it's really bad. And then you're like, oh, something's wrong with my cat. Well, they're now in late stages kidney failure. Um, and, and we had no idea because they masked that pain, but they also masked their stress. Many of them, some of them are just like an, an open book. And you know that, you know, wow, they're really, you know, sensitive kitty. We have some of those that are, we're like, they're super sensitive kitties. Yeah. And then others are like, I can handle anything. I'm not scared of that vacuum cleaner. I'm not scared of that. <laughs> and, but they are masking those. They're still affected. They're not just, they're just not processing it in the same way that maybe another one. All of our cats are individuals, right? They're, they all have their own personalities, just like us. Yeah. I handle stress in a different way than Adrian handles stress. You know, it's a, and, and the same goes for our cats. So, um, and some of our cats maybe you know what? I'm just thinking this. I'm thinking out loud um, that maybe some of our cats put it in the queue. Like you do. Like I do. In fact, I just talked to somebody today, one of our followers, I think it was on Instagram DM. And they were talking about how, you know, their, their cat, they just went through. That's right. The cat just went through a, um, a, a change. So her and her partner broke up. She moved out and with, and with her cat into a new apartment. It's just her and her cat. But for the first couple of weeks, the cat seemed absolutely fine. And then all of a sudden they started wow. going outside the box. And it's like, oh, wow. Just now. Wow. Just, yeah. yeah. Just now I, I processed that. Maybe they put it in the queue too. Yeah. Because of course that's going to cause stress. It's, I mean, it's just, and by stress, I, if, I feel like stress is a, a bad word. word. A, a simplified word or a bad word, but it's definitely going to be a stressor, right? I mean, anytime it moving at all, even if it's you're super change. excited about it, it's, it's still, yeah. It's Have you guys ever experienced, like, I remember when the pandemic first hit, you know, I was used to going into work every day. I took the same route every day and then the pandemic hit and there was, uh, there was something that I had to go to somewhere else. And it was like, not only have I not been going into the office every day, but now I was going a different route and oh my God, it was raining. And I just remember it being like, how do people handle real stress? Because it was, it felt so off to me and it felt so wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better word. Yeah. There was nothing stressful about the situation. There was nothing going wrong. There was nothing. It was just that it was out of my ordinary pattern comfort of comfort. And I think we don't always think about how our cats have, you know, we talk about routine and the things that we can do to help alleviate certain stressors, right? making sure their litter box is clean, their resources are all safe and in places where they feel comfortable accessing them, all of those things, sure. But if there's a change in our life, what does it do to our cats? Because that's also a change for them, right. whether or not it's changing their routine, it changes the frequencies in yes. the whole situation. Yes, you know exactly, exactly. Yeah. So this week has been exciting for us because there's a number of really exciting things that are going on that are causing us to be extra busy, um, but also extra stressed and at times extra excited. Right. But it's all these emotions happening almost at once. Right. For our cats, it probably is happening at once because it's like one moment it's like, and the next moment it's like, yay. And then the next moment it's like, ah. Right. And I'll tell you a little bit about those three. Yeah. And I would really like it if you didn't actually use the, like do a, a I simulation. Of I, will. I will. I'll, I'll actually let you tell the ah, story Okay, and I'll just tell the erg. So, so, um, I'm glad we talked that through. 
we're just, we're, we're in the process of doing a lot of new, amazingly exciting things, right? Um, for our business, for our lives, for ourselves. Um, we started planning our next vacation, which is going to be in about six months. But um, we we just felt the need to... We decided that we're going to do it. We just, yeah, we decided this weekend that right. um, what one thing that we really need is to have something to look forward to through all of this stuff that we're going through. Right. And I think that's a really important thing for a lot of people, for me specifically, is to be able to have like that light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Like, I mean, all the things that we're doing are going to are also going to be lights at the end of the tunnel, but it's a lot of work to get through. Um, and I know some people actually put a light at the end of the tunnel every day, you know, like how mm -hmm. Dr. Karen Becker's like, you got to meditate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's like, we we're like, no, no, um, just hold your breath gonna... and get through the next six yeah. months. <laughs> <laughs> we're working on it. We'll, we're we'll, we'll always it. have pockets of joy. Yeah. Right. Like we, we can oh, always we count live. our blessings. We, we live, live in abundant joy. Right. We do. But right. it does feel sometimes that it's overwhelming to navigate mm -hmm. the exciting. Yeah. And the exciting the and the stressful thing. So, yeah. for instance, we have a new website that we're building. Um, you just wait for it. It's going to be a minute before it's up. But we are we are working with an IT team. We're working with a, a beautiful team that is uh, doing all the coding and all that stuff to like create the website. But we are the content creators, right? We have spent seven years building over 750, maybe 800 different blogs and pages on our website. And now we're switching it over, which all that information is still going to be there. But we have about 60 plus pages, new pages that's going to be in-depth serious, amazing information for everyone, for, for every cat parent um, and easy to access. Right. But there's all of this content that we have to now create that's out of the schedule of like our normal content creation kind of thing. And um, <clears throat> and it seems a bit overwhelming. So, you know, at first we're like, this is going to be great. And I got excited building the very first page and then sat down for the second one. And I was like, hey, OK, OK, I can <laughs> I can do this. And then we're on like page three and I'm like. Oh, this is overwhelming. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like, yes, I want that end result. I want, right. I want to, to have a space online for every cat parent across the nation to be able to go to and get real serious information about their cat's health issue and have all the recommendations of what you can do at home, what you can do for enrichment, what mm -hmm. you, you can do for food, what you can do, all of that, like everything that we've learned put into a space in which everybody can access that information. Yeah. And that's going to be so beautiful, but along it's a with lot the, of work. Yeah. And along with all the resources that we've been accumulating over the years that we've learned so much from, I think, you know, it, it is, it is the epitome of the learn, share, grow mm -hmm. is to really be intentional about curating this content in a way that gives you everything that you would want to find when you, when you land in this space. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so, so exciting. And it's something that you've got, you got to get it right. And you got to get it right the first time. Right. So and well, you don't, then, I mean, you don't have to, we, there's always editing. Everything can be edited. Sure. Well, you want to do just like best foot forward. Can, yes. You know, we know yes. what we want it to, to be. And sure. We're going to add to it. We don't want to half-ass it. Right. Right. Which comes to Jay's, Jay has everything in a list. And with like the time, like her, everything is like, Squatted down to the last 15 minutes of every day. Right. So when you have a project like this and you've got your ideal date and then you start working on it, it's like, oh, the ideal date's going to get, is the ideal date going to get pushed 
or is the content going to suffer? And that's not acceptable. Yeah. So that means something's going to get. And something has to give. And maybe, and maybe that means that our normal that we need to, we've discussed this yesterday. We haven't even discussed it with our team. We'll talk about it tomorrow morning, but, um, but we decided that, or we, we didn't decide we haven't actually decided, but we talked about the possibility (laughs) of basically taking a vacation from everything that we normally put into content creation in a week, which is our Wednesday night lives and our think about it Thursdays and our podcast right here and our blog writing and and our cat tips every day and our interviews and all the stuff that we put into a week, um, like actually taking a week off, not pushing out any content and literally just getting into like prepared. Yeah. Getting like literally putting our mindset into how can we make this information so valuable to so many cat parents that we could save as many cats lives as possible, right? Like help every cat live the longest, healthiest, happiest life, which is our mission. Right. But we want to be able to put it into a place where it's easy for everybody to access, but we might, we have to give something up. We can't. I mean, oh, we, yeah. were, we were going to just give up our Saturdays. We started doing that and it was, it, and it's just, it's not, it's not the same, especially when we had decided at the beginning of this year that we were going to take our weekends off and give ourselves some time because we haven't done that for the past three years. So we were like, let's take weekends off and give ourselves feel, some time. And this? then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, but we still, you know, we're still working anyway. Come on as well. We Do you know. feel the stress that's, that, that's elevating that our cats are picking up on? Yo, do you feel it? You feel it. You feel it because no. we're verbalizing it. But yeah. But I think that it's um, it's amazing. Yeah, there's You're a sweating. lot of things. I'm so hot. You guys, it's so hot. Um, yes, thank you. I know. I wish we could put a fan on, but she's like, no, it'll be too loud. It's hot in this closet, y'all. Um, it it's actually a gloomy day today, though. It's not as, like, it could be a scalding lot hot as it was yesterday. That's, that's very true. But I think that it is exciting. We've got a meeting scheduled this weekend, just Jay and I, to go over some of these big items that we really need to get, wrap our heads around. We got a couple and, of shows coming up and put and put together a, a a plan of attack. You know what I mean? Like really wrap our heads around it. I think it's so important. You know, Jay was saying she deals with stress so much different than I deal with stress, but we both deal with stress. If we could at least deal with it well in the same way, like um. So that we're both aware of what's actually causing us to stress. be stressed, right? Yes. Like just being on the same page, it'll be super helpful. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and doing what we can to keep our cats on the same page too. Right. I feel like it's been interesting this week. We've got these exciting things going on. <clears throat> We've had some hiccups in in life in general that have been stressful or frustrating or um, very challenging. And mm-hmm. navigating that the product in the business of I'm just going to say the product business tough. is tough. It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. And navigating all of that in the midst of um, uh, just the regular dailiness, we all, like I was saying, you know, you get into a routine and when there's something outside of that routine, I feel super off, super mm-hmm. off about it. Like, yeah. I just want to go sit in the corner for a minute and kind of wrap my head around it, but there's no time for that. So, um, right. Which is probably what people talk about with the meditation. But then in the midst, right. But then in the midst of um, <laughs> like all of this stuff going on with the, you know, the huge hiccups in our, in our product, we, we, we had to take a, some products out of stock. We're having some supply issues that are resulting in uh, new sourcing tests, all kinds of stuff. So, um, so, and, and like tech issues for on the back end when that happens, oh. like we've got our auto ships. How, so it's like, how do we figure out how to, how yeah. to, you know, like 
So, um, so there's that, but then all of a sudden the other night, um, this weekend, I'm the cats are downstairs. I'm upstairs and I see it's Jack is coming in. It's dark. It's dark inside. And I'm walking um, in the foyer area upstairs and Jack comes around and he does this jerk back. So I see, I, I know that this is a bug or something on the ground and I see a scorpion that's like this big. And she doesn't mean this big. It's, 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 it's big. It's, it's bigger it's than a foot and a half to Jay. And it's about two inches to me. It, it's okay. It's about, <laughs> it was about three inches. It was definitely a, a bigger one, which means that it's not as venomous, right? right? The bigger the scorpion, the less the venomous. The scarier, you the learn blood, the this less living in the are. desert. Right. But, um, but they always freak me out. And I have what I have now deemed, or what is it called when you, yeah, deemed um, my scorpion voice, right? So when I see one of these things, I uncontrollably scream. And yeah. I don't mean I scream in like, like, like uh, horror story, like a um, temper tantrum kind of thing. Right. In fact, this time it was because I knew Adrian was downstairs. I screamed scorpion. Yeah, and at did. very high pitch, apparently. Yeah, like and, a panicked shriek and I have with to words. take, I have to say out loud or scream out loud, apparently, um, what I'm doing. I'm killing it. I'm stepping on it with my sandal. <laughs> like, she, <laughs> I'm downstairs and I hear, I hear literally very loud noises. But I she knows understand. my scorpion voice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I knew something was very wrong. And I, everyone but Jack was downstairs with me. And the moment that voice went off, all the other cats, like, you ever seen a cat that gets scared? They just, like, hunger down to the ground. Like, what is going on? Yeah. Everything, their tails go back, big. their tails get big. It's like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> right. So, Jay is shrieking upstairs. I do think I make out scorpion and killing. And by the time I get upstairs, she is completely frozen in, in, in the end motion of a very decisive stomp. Jack is there. <laughs> Um, very concerned about mama and just kind of like wide-eyed Jack, you know, super wide-eyed Jack. And she's <laughs> deer in like, headlights. Deer in headlights, yeah. And she is not moving, but still quite elevated, right? And um, and she's trying, and she was like, you got to kill it. And I, it was confirmed. I said, I that think she, I killed it. I think I killed it, yeah. So she is trying to wiggle without moving much. She's trying to wiggle her foot out of her flip-flop. And then she proceeds to stand there like a flamingo, like on the one foot that has a flip-flop on. She takes the one that has hopefully killed the scorpion. And she has that. I up, put my, I put my bare foot onto my crotch, right? Right. Like she just <laughs> sticks her leg up and she's standing there like a flamingo. It's very impressive. It wasn't such a scary situation. I grabbed the flip-flop and pick it up slowly. And there's no scorpion underneath. And then I flip it over and there's that poor little flat dead sucker. Scorpion. Dead scorpion. So I go to dispose of the scorpion. The days of us catching and releasing scorpions ended when I got stung by one. And when we realized that cats are actually not um, immune to scorpion bites. We so, uh, we think, we've read that, that they're not immune. But I do have to say, I've seen them smack at them and play yeah, with them. Yeah, it's remarkable. What, and they haven't, they've yet to be stung. So I'm not, mm, yeah. I feel like we would know it. Anyway, we don't want to chance it though. We don't. And it's kind of like this, we try to tell them when we're, you know, do not come into our house because now we will have to kill you. I don't care what your friend who got caught in the little glass with a piece of paper told you, but man, you, you will not live if you come in here. So I'm trying to dispose of the scorpion 
And it's apparently taking too long because I decided that I was going to flush it down the toilet and apparently that freaks out a lot of people, but I was going to flush it down the toilet instead of trying to peel it off. I just kind of whacked it into the toilet, which took a little bit of time. And Jay's sitting really? out there like, you I mean, I here's the gut like step by step. <laughs> and Jay's like, I can't move. I, I can't move until I have my flip flop back. I'm not going to step on another she one if it's little friends around. Until, and I said when I brought the flip flop back, I was like, baby, you really... You really need to tone it down. All, all the babies are super freaked out right now. Like we need to go explain to everybody what happened, take it down a notch. And she said, I cannot control my scorpion voice. Fact. So now it is deemed that I do have a scorpion voice. And I want to say it does affect our cats. When we get freaked out about something, it does affect our cats, right? That doesn't mean that we're going to judge you or I should be judged for having a scorpion voice or a spider voice no. or a snake voice or a lizard voice. Like if you had, like if you have a reaction, cute, you like lizards. if you have a reaction to a bug or an animal or a mouse or something in your house, um, then you are a hundred percent like justified in having that. Just realize that it does affect your cats. That energy in that moment or those noises or whatever it is that will affect your cats. And so the follow-up needs to be maybe herbal, maybe, <laughs> maybe for both put you down some and your calming herbs for our put down some calming herbs or talk them through it. Tell yeah. them mama just saw a scorpion. Mama just saw a spider. Mama just killed that spider. So that spider doesn't kill you. And we are okay now. Mama took care of it. I'm sorry that I was loud. But I do, I, I do think we had, a, we had a pretty good giggle fest. I, I don't know if it was you standing there like a flamingo or the threat being eliminated or <clears throat> Jack's face. But we had a pretty good little giggle fest after that. And we did go around to each of the cats and make sure right. everyone was okay. And also, I think it's so important because they do pick up on your energy. So whatever it was, I remember Friday's face was like, why are you coming at me? And we're trying to explain to her what's going on. And it, it actually works. She was so excited and chirpy and yep. like totally back. Everything's, bag everything's and, back to normal. Now, had we just gone okay. to bed and not, not. A, a day later, we had another very serious um, event where there was a fire in our house. Mm -hmm. That happened. And um, our cats also, it was a very similar type experience, except mm -hmm. they were involved in it. So yep. because they were affected by it, it wasn't just like mama screaming and stepped on a scorpion. It was, and what the hell's happening? It was the house is full of smoke. Run, get away. What's going on? Right. And there was an elevated voice, but not that. No, kind it of. wasn't. My, it was, my fire voice is different from my scorpion voice. It's a very voice. stern voice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a very stern voice. It was a very serious voice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was um, more, it was more declarative. It was, it was, it was. It was very. So, so what had happened was, <laughs> let me tell you. So what had happened was I was going to make some pizzas. I opened the oven. I realized the rack is in the wrong place. Hey, so I need pizzas. to homemade pizzas. So I realized the rack's in the wrong place. I get the, the, my favorite. After the oven had already preheated. Right. After it was already preheated. So I get the oven mitt and I move the rack and I place the oven mitt on the oven door that I had just pulled down. Then I am going to put the pizzas in the oven. I put them in. I did not need the mitt anymore like I usually do, which is the only reason I would put it down is because I'm going to grab it again. But I didn't need it. So I put it in the oven. I closed the door with the oven mitt on the door. So the oven mitt goes into the oven with the pizzas. Not a word was said. I'm feeding the cats at this point. Jay is cleaning up the kitchen. Luckily, we're both in the kitchen. We're both right there. Thank God. 
Yes. Uh, and not a word was said. But we both had this smell. And I was like, I, I thought it smelled like gasoline. I was like, what? And then I thought it was the 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 uh, bag of food that I was putting away. I was like, why does that smell like gasoline? Like, mm-hmm. I'm about to eat that. What is wrong? Uh, and, and it just all happens in like um, like maybe two minutes or something. Oh, like 30 and seconds. Then, yeah, like, like a very is- short amount of time. I turn around and Adrian is, I, did you see, actually, I never asked you this. Did you see the flames before it through the oven no, window or no. not until you opened it? Right. And I think, honestly, I did think it was smoke? such a whoosh. I started seeing smoke coming out, out of it. And I uh, thought it was the, the grease, grease that from was the, the pulled pork the... that I had made for the weekend for our friend's right. barbecue. So right. I didn't see anything but a little bit of smoke coming out. And I went to open it. I think just that burst of oxygen. When I opened that oven, y'all... Those flames were huge. They were huge. coming up were past the lighting. oven, like not quite to the top of the car. They weren't hitting the ceiling, but they were huge. And Jay sees at the same time, and she very declaratively and loudly says, fire, extinguisher. <laughs> and I go run in to get the extinguisher. Right Now, it's worth noting that in that moment of pan- panic that... Um, I did. I blew on the, and I, in hindsight, I'm glad I did. I blew oh, on like the fire. 30 seconds. Right? Because I thought it was something on the bottom of the oven that was on fire. I didn't realize the oven that was still in there. Neither one of us did. Nope. Right? So I opened it up, big whoosh of flames. I blow on the fire and I, and I start running to the sink because you instinctively look, think you're going to get water. I'm thinking if it's a grease fire, no. And then I was like, there was something down there. And I grabbed the other oven mitt, and sure enough, it was this melting silicone silicone oven mitt. mitt. Right. And it's worth mentioning, too, that we do have a fire extinguisher in the kitchen. Yeah, but I was going running to the garage because I was panicking, and that's where the first one that I pictured, because I don't see the one in the kitchen under the sink very often, but I always see the one in the the garage. garage, Right. So that's what I was thinking. Um, but I didn't even get there before she's grabbing it and putting it in the sink. And then the house goes up in smoke, right? So, oh my God, so the, the fire's out. Smoke. Thank God the fire's out. But the amount of smoke and smell was horrific. And all the cats are just like, some of the cats saw the fire and ran. Some of the cats had no idea, but smelled the smoke. And you got, it's like our cats have a smeller, oh. s- smell sensors that are like 14 times and they say 14 times is what I read, but I feel like it's even more than that, that of a human, right? So when you smell something, they smell it 10 times more, right? Like, or 14 times more or a hundred times more. It's way stronger to them. And that was a really strong smell. They all went running upstairs to get away from the smoke. They were in here in the closet. They were in our bedroom. We like opened every window. Smell smoke yet. Yeah. We opened every window. We pulled out every fan. We turned on the ACs on high to just circulate the air to get the toxins out of the air so that our babies weren't breathing it in um it was quite an event for um for i mean it probably Everyone. took about an hour yeah um well, to get all the the smoke out and thank god i mean the universe is so good to us because it has just been ratchet like horrible weather lately right like i mean in my opinion super like hot super humid, humid hot gross, gross sticky like it's just it's not been great and we open up all those windows and that night the humidity dropped and 
even a cool breeze started coming through. And all of a sudden it was like easy to get all of the smoke, smoke out of the It house. was incredible to see though. I mean, the level of smoke was, it made your eyes burn, made your throat burn. I, I can't even imagine our babies. I'm glad that it mainly was going up because they were not uh, that, you know, they were up in it and they all instinctively came up here. But man, when we put a, we put a, we opened up our patio door, one of the biggest windows we have, close the screen and we brought a fan and put it right in front of it. And once we had come up and stairs and checked on all the babies, went downstairs and you could see that smoke moving out from that, from that fan. It was so thick. You could just see it slowly moving out. The, and the next day when we, uh, um, uh, switched out our, Oh, our, our air filters our for air our filters? air conditioning units. Holy cow. My goodness. They were black. It was like, wow, that's, that's some seriousness. But, um, but we also learned that we, I mean, lesson learned, right. Don't put your oven mitt in the oven. <laughs> Just don't do that. Um, but the other lesson, <laughs> the other lesson is we found out, um, one thing that did not happen, which in hindsight for this specific issue, I'm actually glad. Right. But um, our smoke alarms did not go off. And we realized that we haven't even thought about our smoke alarms in, I don't know, seven, nine years. Nine years. Um, so our smoke alarms don't work, which is now what uh, one of our tasks on our list is to go get and install um, smoke alarms mm -hmm. in the house. But uh, that was another lesson learned, right? And but then, and once it was done, didn't go off. We all got snuggled together because they were upstairs. So we we're like, let's just get in the bed. Let's right? just watch some movies. Let's have a good time. And they were like, oh, thanks for opening the windows. You haven't opened the windows for months because it's so stupid hot outside. And so they were like, oh, we have windows and some fresh air. And it was like, it calmed it down. It did right? calm it down. You know, and the reason that we're talking about you were making our dinner, I was making their dinner. So all that hit before anyone had dinner, we obviously lost our pizzas and our appetite with all the chaos. Yeah. And our babies were still waiting for dinner. So it takes like a good hour for all this to kind of calm down so it was another I think one of those situations I think their food was also contaminated by the smoke because nobody wanted to eat that night either well, so we did just didn't bit. eat we're like we'll fast together <laughs> we're fasting no <laughs> we did have a you know kind of that moment where oh, we we're checking in with everybody we did bring everyone's dinner upstairs and over time I think most everyone had at least a couple bites maybe maybe it did smell a little smoky and they were like yuck but um but it was also a great lesson, too, in making sure everyone is acknowledged in a situation that that could be scary, that everyone is found, that it's, you know, that everyone knows everything's OK. They're, they're sure they get our energy. And obviously, the smoked out house uh, with something like that is going wrong. But then also to remember to give them the energy of mm -hmm. this has been resolved. Everyone's OK. How are you? Yes. Right. Uh, makes a big difference. And we did have a great snuggle night that night. Yeah. All the babies, all the, babies were, the windows. Yeah. It was, was, it good. was, it turned out to be a nice evening after all the debacles happened. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's just, I think the takeaway here is we can't prevent every, we can't prevent stressful events, right? Like there's, there's stuff that's going to happen, whether it's a scorpion, whether it's a fire, whether it's a spider, whether it's I mean, a stressful situation, a, stressful, a move, unexpected. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that we can't uh, prevent, but what we can do is be proactive and also be uh, proactive as in like, let's get fire 
uh, or let's be uh, get fire alarms, but also um, be mindful of how these stressful events that didn't necessarily happen to our cats, right? It didn't like that scorpion didn't happen to our cats. It happened to me, right? I mean, basically the stressful part, it's they just a know. fun toy for them. Right. For me, it happened to me, right? The, the fire happened to us, right? It wasn't their event. Um, they're stressful of it, but they take on that energy of whatever that is. So we, we have to do our best to handle the situation and then calm everyone calm down, down, including ourselves. If we can calm ourselves down, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier to calm down our cats. Well, and I have to say, I think it was very helpful for both of us to genuinely, because you can't fool cats. So from both of those situations and even, even like the, the, the kind of frustrating hiccups or challenges we've run into that have been a little stressful this week mm -hmm. to genuinely try to calm down before approaching. And, you yeah. know, instead of being like, Oh my God, that was so stressful. Are you okay? No, that's stressful for a cat. Right. Right. Like to genuinely calm down and be like, Oh, that was an adventure. Yeah. Like let's, we can't fool cats. No, nope. we just can't. You yeah. can't lie to them. There you go. You They're can't gonna fool know. a cat. That's what I'm going to name this podcast. They're going to know. So it's a great um, uh, uh, reminder to all of us that we do have to take, um, what did Dr. Katie say last night? She was like, yeah, sometimes when things get really stressful, it's like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And we all know what that means. That just means I'm stressed. It's going to be fine. But I'm, I am very stressed. Yeah. I'm, I'm stressed. Uh, instead of that, because cats pick up on that, instead of that, taking a minute to genuinely calm ourselves yeah. so that we are being authentic with our cats because yeah. that's all they really understand. Yes. So that's going to wrap up that's it, episode number 127 of back in the closet with the two crazy cat ladies. We Thanks survived so much another for listening. week. We survived another week, even <laughs> scorpions and fire and all. Um, so uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us and we will see you again next week. Mwah. Mwah.